Yeah. I can hear a fan, yeah. Okay, if she's ready, then we're all ready, right? Are you ready? Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, she's like, oh, I can't have my makeup. It's fine. Obviously. She doesn't have her lashes on. There's presentations that we have to maintain. It's true, right? She's like, my blue eyes. You you, you can't just show up and do a show. I mean, you got to be, you got to be prettified. It's true. Uh, Like three of us are. Devon, he's like, you know what? I don't want to be live this episode. I just want to still frame it the whole time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's Uh, what he's doing. Devon, can you hear us right now, bud? I was wondering if his. (laughs) Oh, Devon. It's okay, buddy. Well, he's here in spirit. It's okay. I was wondering. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna remove oh. one and add in the other he's back different angle yeah something taylor you having a hard time with the internet i was but i'm good now are you connected to the internet yeah and I don't, i'm not sure what's going on so i had to go I from my ipad but to the phone i kind of like i kind of like the creepy you hanging over I, those eyes man mm-hmm. and now t- what oh, is going taylor. on Welcome to Table Talk. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> this is the 118th uh, attempt to get this only right. done it 118 times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we like to keep it real. This probably won't be it, but maybe next week. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, had this in a long time, and now all of a sudden, it decides to go crazy. I don't know. It's like it I can still hear you guys. I was... Okay. okay. I'm still there. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I, no. I, what did you say about Taylor? I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, no, no. What did Mo say about Taylor? No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to just like jump straight to our guests before anything else happens, anything <laughs> else goes on. You want to contact any of us, you see the uh, the handles at the bottom of the yeah, screen. Yeah, they look good. Uh, your live interaction, very much welcome. So if you have questions for our guests, please feel free to post them. Dante says, hey. Hey, hey Dante. And then we say hey y'all to uh, the one and only former co-worker uh, uh, partner I guess you could say it aces and eights back in the uh, team 3D era. Uh, he is the one and only Wes Briscoe. Wes how are you sir? Welcome. Oh, doing good. Doing good man. <laughs> really good. What's going on man? Hey. Man I'm happy to be here man. What an honor. Thank you guys so much for having me on your show man. I'm Really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. actually just getting to kick it with Dave on my brother. <laughs> good times. Had some good times in TNA. <laughs> Man, I was you know talking about a little bit earlier that uh, how you were you were kind of more of a father figure to me a lot of times in TNA where you know a lot of times our checks weren't maybe there on time and. Uh, you picked up a lot of our bills and there's a lot of times that, you know, there's times that didn't have money to sleep in hotels and you've always offered a bed. You've always been one of those guys that really like really helped out the younger wrestlers that were really, you know, the wrestlers that you could tell that really were hungry. You, you helped them out. And man, you were, you were more than a tag partner. You were more than an aces and eights member. You were, you are more than a mentor. You're you're a father to me. I mean, there was a lot of times where, you know, we would travel down the road, and I remember there was this crazy story. We pulled up to this one hotel. I mean, this is super late, and it was a super sketchy hotel in the middle of nowhere. And we walk in. He's like, "Man, first we gotta check the bed." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. He's like, "No, nah, man, we gotta check the bed." And I'm like, "Huh?" He like pulled out the sheets, 
turn on the light. He goes, you see that? Them bugs now. We out. <laughs> oh, no. Like, we had a bug. We for another one. And guess what? Other one had bugs. So, you know, at that point, we decided the best thing to do was maybe get some adult beverages and sit in front of the airport and uh, wait for our flight to come in. <laughs> yes, we did. And Matthew was with us. Yes, that was, it was one of the coolest stories because we just really just sat there in front of the, you know, we were all safe. There was no, no drinking driving. We were parked completely right at the rental car place. Yeah. We were out, sitting outside of the car, nothing, you know, nothing legal, but we were yeah. sitting there telling stories, having a couple of brewskis waiting for them to open up. So catch a flight home because all the hotels had bugs. I mean, yeah. we went to two different hotels and they all had Bed bugs. Did Devon suggest both of those hotels? It was the only. There was. I'm. We're, I'm talking about. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like okay. there. There's no choice. Like you. There was no like. Trust me. If there. If there was a Hilton or even a Holiday Plus, you know, or Super Eight or any of those, we would have stopped. But these were all motels. These are. <laughs> you know, we were. We were out in the sticks. All right, you're off the hook, Devon. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how that's only happened twice in my career. Once I was in WWE, we were in San Diego. It was in San Diego or San Francisco. And we weren't that far from the arena, but yet there were no hotels. And the one sketchy hotel me and Bull Buchanan stayed at. And I remember I saw somebody's um, underwear was in the bed. I was like, oh God. I was just like, oh, this is not good. So I took my stuff and went in the car and slept in the car. And yeah. I think complimentary. That came Did you the take room. the underwear with you or no? <laughs> <laughs> used it as a little pillow, you know? Oh. Yeah. It happened. It happened to us, Devon. Remember when we were on our way home from California when you had your stroke and we were like dead tired. It was like midnight and we were trying to find a spot. And I think we were in I don't know, Arizona. I don't know where we were. I don't know. It started with an A. Huh? Turkey, Albuquerque. Okay, well, that was terrible. They changed our room, and it was a holiday inn. They changed our room like three different times. The first time we went in, there was a big cockroach right in the right in the bathtub then we went downstairs and we're like no we're not staying here it's dirty then the second room it there was hair all over the bathroom and devon's checking the bed and he does that every single time we stay anywhere first thing he does is rip up the sheets and i'm like he's like oh i gotta check the bed no he taught me that lesson he taught me and now for now on i do that and i've spotted stuff now so now it's like, no, you got to be smart with it. You got to check your thing, man. You always got to check your yeah. bed because you never know. And that's why you never leave your luggage on the floor either. You always oh, sit yeah. on top of that really little do. luggage. Because, see, here's the deal. The housekeeping will not take care of those rooms like they would their own bedrooms. Because mm-hmm. they do so many. They do so many. So, like, it's a job and it's like, okay, you tie it. You're doing the same routine over and over again. So to them, they're going to try to make it look as presentable as possible, but yet they forget about the nooks and crannies underneath the bed, um, underneath the pillows, you know, and things like that. It's not the same. No. no. And that's the 
that I love about the WWE is that you always stay in five-star hotels. I love that as a producer because they pay for it. And so here it is, you pull up and it's like, it's like, oh, I love it. Taylor Lane's coming, <laughs> my wife, coming with me on the road all the time because she gets to enjoy those hotels. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's They're nice. <laughs> we, we had a couple like one or two times of some nice hotels, but back back in our days it was pretty much we would fight for our own but you know that's what that's what made us hard in and that's what you know kind of brought us all together i think was the well i think i think it's safe to say too that this new generation is spoiled they a lot of them didn't have to do what we did and even being on that level main eventing aces and eights on tna we were still having to deal with that mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you know once we had arrived, it was over. You know, the bad times were over. And I'm not going to necessarily say those were bad times, you know, because I had fun times, you know, even though I was probably angry because the bed had bugs in it. But it was still, yeah, looking back on Weren't we also the number one selling merch for the company? Yeah, we really were. Aces were great. I mean, we did a good job. I mean, and it was always, it was great working with you and, and uh, Garrett and, you know, Knox and Doc, who I'd call Doc still, is Gallows, and uh, Elo. Yo, it was, it was one of the best times there. I remember there was this crazy time, like, so one time in TNA, they decided to bring a bunch of MMA fighters. And, and um, I don't <laughs> know if you remember the story. But so they brought in, um, I believe they brought in King Mo. They also brought in um, Rampage Jackson and Tito Ortiz. <laughs> and, um, we're having this match, and all of a sudden I get slapped in the face. And I'm like, look around, and Rampage Jackson decided to like slap me in the face while I'm being booted by Samoa Joe. So I turn around and I punch him as hard as I could in his ankle, which, you know, you could see it on TV. He kind of jugs. And then I roll out, I tag, and I get hot. I tell Devon, I don't care. He's an MMA fighter, whatever. I have to throw it down. And he's like, no, we're on live TV, West. You have West to this shit. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, this ain't cool. Like, no, he just slapped me. I was like, I was like, this ain't cool. This ain't cool. And Devon looks so- at me and goes, West, please. Yeah, and I remember West um, tagged you back in, and then you're in there with Rampage again, and all of a sudden I can see it in your eyes, and I'm like, West, cut the shit out. Stop. <laughs> God damn it, stop. <laughs> I was like, he's working you. He doesn't know how to work. He's new to this. Stop it, God damn it. The, the uh, sad is, is I can see this whole conversation like playing out right now. Because that's I mean, exactly what Devon sounds like. like <laughs> Oh, he didn't like that. Nope. Wes, no. Like, Devon has that control over you because, like, you know, he's a father figure to me. And, of course, you know, whatever he says, I'm going to do because not only out of respect and love, I just, you know, I look at him as a father figure. Of course, I'm going to listen to, you know, what he says, you know. And it's always the right thing. But at the time, I'm a hothead, you know. I'm all, you know. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to throw down whatever. Whatever happens, happens, you know. But, you know, it wasn't the time, wasn't the place. <laughs> Look, I remember a few times. I mean, I was in charge. <laughs> I was in charge. 
in WWE, I was in charge of Randy Orton, Batista, and uh, Dawn Marie, and we were all driving together. And I, I remember that was a Motley crew if there ever was a crew right there. And then, you know, coming to TNA, you know, with you and, and, and Garrett and all that, that was easy, man, compared to what I had to deal with. This is when Randy first came into the business. And when Randy first came in, oh, my God, Randy was brutal. <laughs> yeah, we Randy were, was brutal. Yeah, we were a little bit more, I would say, I don't know, a little bit calmer than those guys. So <laughs> those were two different levels. And plus, you know, we were not making the big bucks. We were, we were still struggling to get to where we needed to be, you know. And that was the cool thing about being a part of the Aces and Aces is that we got to work everybody on the roster there was not one person that we not did not get to interact with didn't get to wrestle with didn't get to tell some type of storyline no matter who came in that building during that time because we were the hottest things there even though we didn't win that many matches we still held a presence that on tv whenever anybody came there were going to be involvement with us which always was such a crazy thing of like like, so when you're at TV, Devon will tell you, and like I learned a little bit in FCW and then a little bit in WWE before I went to TNA, that, you know, most of the time you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs. When we were in the Aces and Eights backstage, we were constantly doing promos, vignettes. Oh, you got to be here. You got to, like, there was never no time where, like, there was no lag time. So we were always doing cool things. And then I remember when it started slowing down and remember like, man, this kind of sucks us being a regular wrestler. Cause we were doing so many cool vignettes and we had to be here. We were doing so many like run-ins and like, you know, you lose track of things because you were, we were so busy and doing so many creative, cool stuff that like, you know, we lose track of that stuff. The saying is because my wife did Taylor, I had just started meeting her during around the aces and eights, and she's actually. I was waiting for you. She, <laughs> Go ahead. She, she did not like me being at aces and eights at, especially in the clubhouse. Um, I was about to say, what about the promos uh, with all the women in the clubhouse? I, I was gonna oh ask. We actually had real strippers. Yeah. Oh, know. nice. Just like, yeah. just like okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Makes it we better. Had them all through, you know. You had them. Oh. Said we drink beer. <laughs> oh, they hey, they had to stop bringing us cold beer because we were drinking it so fast. They did bring oh us more beer so we wouldn't yeah. drink it. Oh my gosh! So Fox and Drew were saying, "No, we'd drink it anyways." Yeah, I mean, we were actually living like we were part of Sons of Anarchy. We—that's the yeah. way the Aces and Eights really were. We were oh, yeah? like a family. We were a clubhouse. We were everything in general. I mean, we had a good time. And I think that's why it got over so well, you know, because we were actually living uh, the gimmick. We yeah, were living. And I also think people didn't, there was no holes to see. They knew that we all actually loved and wanted to work with each other. So they saw that we actually, like, when we were actually really going at it or one of us was getting hurt, we actually, like, you look like you know we look like we want to protect each other because we loved each other we were actually all brothers and like you know you being a tag team you know that like when you have that relationship with your fellow partners it just makes wrestling so much better because 
you already know their moves. You know what they're thinking. You know, it just, that's what made us. We could already, you know, I'd look at you and you just like, just give me a look and I'd run around the corner, slide under the ring, you know, clothesline someone, set them up, throw them to you. You would know, spin a back elbow, bam, you know, that's just how we would roll. You know, that's we just cool. beat off at each other. It was great, man. It was really such a, it was really a good time. And I remember a few times during those promos, I got so damn drunk because somebody would either mess up their line. So we had to redo it again. Meanwhile, we're chugging these beers. By the time it got to my lines, I couldn't remember shit. <laughs> yeah, I think they were messing up their lines on purpose, too, so they could stay back there. Great. Great part about it, because we were going to work in a, in a pretend clubhouse, you know, and everything. With and pretend strippers. Strippers mm -hmm. and having fun and, and drinking and having a good time. And I remember... A lot of people saying, man, this is what the business is like. I was like, well, this is what the business was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I was like, you know, when Dick Murdoch and them were all, you know, um, Jack in the locker rooms That's and having fun and drinking and, and all that. I mean, I'm sure your father can tell stories about stuff. Oh, man, you know, of course, my uncle played yep. cards. I mean, it was good. Drinking a shot of Jack right before he go wrestle an hour, you know, like. That's you know some of the some of the old timers you know he'd be smoking a Marlboro Red, taking a shot of Jack, playing cards, and then go out there and wrestle an hour and tear the house down. Sold out show. Absolutely. Much respect to your uncle and your father. I mean, during the whole Reverend Devon um, stint, and I even told you this, your father was so insp inspirational in helping me through a lot of bad times because, you know, the gimmick, you know, something was giving me a little bit of problems. Certain people didn't like it or what have you, but your father was there to encourage me and to help me. So when you came along in TNA and you and I got to talking, it was only fitting that what your father did for me, I was going to do for you. And that's why I did what I did. It was not only, not only out of respect to your father, but you were a genuinely good person. Oh man, I remember so many times you would just what we go to Denny's and what's it seven egg whites and um, oh my god <laughs> he still eats the same thing <laughs> right am I not right am I not right wait wait hold on it's like what mm -hmm. seven egg whites and one egg right am I not right <laughs> yep oh my god uh, well so there's been so many times where I offered to pick up the tab because I couldn't be like at least I could afford Denny's breakfast you know I couldn't afford the hotel but. You want to, of course, be like, I already paid for it. You know, like, oh, you know, that's just how that's how he rolled. You know, he was just you know. I wish growing up in the business as a young boy that somebody was to do that for me. And, you know, it was unfortunate, but no one did that for me except for Dreamer. But not on that level. Dreamer did it in other ways, driving me back and forth from my house uh to the ecw arena and you know when i my time in ecw i was also working in the post office so dreamer lived in yonkers new york paul Heyman lived in scarsdale and so they would get in the car meet me at the post office pick me up and then take me to the ecw arena and we on the road from there and so you know i looked at it as dreamer doing that for me 
it's only fitting that I've got to do it for other people. Same thing with the Usos, you know? Um, it was like Rikishi helped me out so much, you know, that I, I went on the air and said this. I said, you know, it was only fitting that I did the same thing to the Usos. And, sure. and those are my brothers right there, Jay. Yeah. And oh, on Usos, those one of my first matches at FCW. Yeah. Those are my boys right there, straight up. You know, the Native Americans and the uh, Island Boys, you know, we get together. Of course, I'm a surfer. So, you know, of course, we got that ocean vibe. So, big shout out <laughs> to all the Samoans, all the Polynesians out there. Love yous. Woo. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we had good time. But when they came to me and they said, hey, D, do you mind if we use 3D? I said, hell yeah, use it. I said, me and Bubba don't do it anymore. I said, so by all means, you're doing nothing but paying homage to us. You know, so thank you for doing that and keeping us relevant, you know, mm-hmm. because of course, the fans, you know, chant 3D or they chant Dudley's. So I'm like, listen, you're keeping us relevant. So by all means, do what you got to do, my brother. And they had the respect to come to you. Not most people nowadays will have the respect or the kahunas to come up to you and actually say, hey, I'm going to use your move. Can you can I get your approval? You know, and that means a lot to like a lot of the older guys, like, you know, a lot of young guys should take that and really look at that because two, not only will they help you, they'll also help promote you or maybe make it a little bit better. You know, so you never know. It's all about paying respect when respects do and not just, you know, taking something and just being like, oh, well, they don't use it anymore. You know, like that, that shows you the character and the people that they are. I remember when I was. And I said, uh, hey, Ron, can I ask you a favor? He goes, what's up, Devin? <laughs> I just went, do mind if I find Buster? He goes, oh, shit, fuck yeah, do it. And make, sure, <laughs> make sure when you do it, you pick that son of a bitch up, and you take that leg, and you slip it, and you throw his ass down in that mat. <laughs> so me, me and Ron have a battle. I always send him pictures of fish I catch, because he's Ron's a huge fisherman. So... And I keep vibing. We just haven't got the chance because me and him want to do a fishing tournament. I'm like, yeah. come to my pop's house. So I, all the time, I'm always sending him pictures of bass that I catch. And of course, it's always, damn. Because <laughs> I'll be getting them. I'll be catching them lunkers, boy. That's Ron's a great dude. I Ron is a true country guy. Oh, man. No, like, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably talked to Ron at least once or twice a month like like this you know he's like boy what you be catching you know it's always you know what like what's or like because i have a huge garden like what you're growing like because i got like a bunch of plants now and i've been doing all my own gardening and like you know ron's just like he's a big old country boy so he's like me is he really is why don't you go fishing country and it shocked the hell out of me well we're trying to get him to come fishing but he's in atlanta so next time that the WWE does an event, me, we're trying to organize it where my dad comes and I want to film it where I take my dad and Ron fishing. And because oh, cool. my dad's lake is like, and we'll take Devon too. I was we'll, about to say, take him. Don't forget your gloves, Devon. Yeah, yeah, tell him about the gloves. What? Well, you got to wear gloves to catch a bass? <laughs> Okay, so Devon doesn't like to touch the fish. So he freaks he's like, No, that's nasty. You gotta wear a glove or something to like touch it. 
I don't know if he would do that in front of Ron. Would you do that in front of Ron Simmons? Now, that's the question because, okay, now here's the thing. Ron's an idol to all of us. So I know he's an idol to you. So would you, with your idol sitting there, and he'd be looking at you and going, <laughs> Devon, I'll put on them. Hell no, I'll put before I touch the fish. But <laughs> I think Devon needs to join this fishing tournament, definitely. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. no, yeah, you do. Wes, I will accept any other offer from you and Ron, but I will have to kindly decline on the fishing. <laughs> The simple fact is that I can't leave Taylor, my lovely wife. I cannot leave her home with the kids by herself. I, she, I can uh, drive down. I'll drive down. And I'll, I'll, go, listen, I'll come. The mom, that we have plenty of rooms at the that family house. Come on, you're coming to Papa Briscoe's house. That's where the <laughs> that's where the fishing tournament is. You yeah. Papa oh. Briscoe's house feeds. You know, we got a house. Talia loves there. fishing. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We, got, we got family coming. My mama coming down. My brother. Mm -hmm. Cousins from they coming down. I mean, you know, it is everywhere, man. I mean, they coming from Brooklyn, Zimbabwe. I mean, they have they have a they have a language barrier that is very hard to understand. Oh my god! Okay, just stop talking. I wouldn't want to. What is happening? I wouldn't want to put that on doing wrong. Don't worry, he'll be there. Let me know the date. Yeah, yeah. The boat. And we go back yeah. to uh, uh, Aces and Eight real quick. Uh, Dante has a great question here. Did you guys have any issues from those days from other motorcycle organizations? Actually, there was one particular thing that happened in Ireland. I went out to a McDonald's because everything was closed after a show. And Wes, I don't think you knew about this, but I went outside with the cut on. And I didn't realize Ireland is huge with bikers. I mean, they have the, the, the biggest bikers, you know, uh, gangs in Ireland. So I had no idea. Clubs. Clubs. I'm sorry, clubs. I, I forgot to say the clubs. <laughs> I remember walking with the cut on, and there was like a, there was like a group of bikers. And I figured, I figured, you know, hey, I'm aces and eights. I'm good, you know. And I remember they looking at me, and I was like, what the hell? I remember Bischoff stopped me. He goes, Devon, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to get something to eat at McDonald's. He goes, Devon, give me the cut. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you cannot walk around the island with this cut. I was like, because if, you're not, if, if, a, if an opposing uh, biker club comes and sees that, that cut, you're going to have to explain yourself. I was like, oh, boy. I, believe it or not, my best friend is in a pretty big club. And before I... I started, I had to ask him permission. I was like, dude, is this cool? Like, are you guys like, and he was like, yeah, that's cool. Cause you guys are on TV, we actually watch it. But yeah, like I actually, I mean, if you guys want to know what club you could probably look at on my Instagram, but I'm, I'm pretty good friends with some club members that are, you know, people you, you don't go to really them for advice then. No, I just went to them just to make sure that I was like, Hey, like we're walking. It was mainly the three piece a rocker that was my concern is because mm -hmm. the three piece in a club environment, the three piece rocker means that um, you're part of like a one percenter and part of a different, just a different category. So the three piece rocker, which on the back of the vest means there's, it says no man's. So that means that there's territory no matter throughout whatever. 
So yes. that means we're not we're we're not locked down to a state, which you know the club that I'm with, they're in every state, every country, every. I'm not mm. with. I'm just friends with. Sorry, excuse me. Right. Like, just just. Oh, no, you're a member. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just cool. With <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no don't, no. Don't do that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just friends with them, but yeah, uh, friends with uh, the 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 club, uh, the Restless Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out here in Orlando, and um, the, the 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 president of the club passed away a couple of years ago. His father works with me at the school, and um, I remember when the whole Aces and Eights thing happened. Uh, they were very excited. Remember the year that you came down uh, to do the Hope for a Single Mom, and yeah. the whole biker club came down in the ring. Yeah, I, I was hanging out with them. I was talking with them. I knew some of them actually. They were huge fans of the product. Uh, they were they were wrestling fans, but they were huge fans of the uh, Aces and Eights because it represented bikers. And yeah, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And I actually went um, a, a couple of years ago before he passed away, I actually went to one of the parties that they had at one of the uh, one of the bars out in Orlando, and uh, he said, "Devon, do me a favor." I was like, "What?" Well, he goes, "Wear the cut." I'm like, "Are you crazy, Rob? I'm not wearing that cut. Are you out of your mind?" He was like, "Devon, it's okay. I've already spoke to other people. They said it's fine because there were two clubs there at, the, at the time." And I was like, "Rob, I was like, you're gonna get me shot." I was like, <laughs> "Had to do that." And he's like, "Devon, you're fine. Trust me." And I remember calling they his father. Yeah, they loved it. Absolutely loved it. I told them the same thing. I was in Seattle and I'm sitting there and my buddy calls me up and he's like, hey, we're at a club in um, Portland. You got to get down. I'm like, hey, that's too far. My flight says in this. And he's like, no, you're coming. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, go outside. I go outside. There's a car and two prospects. So I hop in the car. The car takes me. I got two prospects following me. And then, by the way, he's like, I hope you got your Aces and Eights vest on. I'm like, why am I like, what, like, what are you <laughs> into? Like, uh, legit and Sons of Anarchy right now. I got two prospects behind yeah. me. I'm in a Cadillac just chilling. The driver ain't saying nothing to me. I got like a 45-minute drive to this uh, so-called club. Um and next thing I know, it's full of, you know, a bunch of club members. And they're like, hey, says I've heard. So they start throwing up the symbols. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, it was cool, but also crazy in a way because, like, you know, they're legit. So it's like, but yet they just loved it and respected it because we also, we, we didn't front. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't portray anything that was, you know, we, we portrayed it all in a neg- like positive way. Mm-hmm. Like it was no negativity portrayed, you know, towards any club. So we all, that's the reason why we had respect towards everybody because we didn't re- disrespect any clubs. It wasn't like we were fighting other clubs. We were the only club, you know, we were the only, there was no other thing. So that was kind of, you know, where we, I think, got that pass. And I remember Bischoff wanted it that way because this was, pieces and eights was Bischoff's creation. He was a fan of Sons of Anarchy, like a lot of us was. But he had the vision of bringing it to pro wrestling and making sure that the people that he had involved 
um, with with the storyline actually looked the part. And the only difference is I didn't know how to ride a, a, a bike. So I was like, listen, this would be great. Everybody else comes in on motorcycles and all that. Let me come in on a moped. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. We got to uh, learn, right, Javon? <laughs> it's too scary but, now to ride a motorcycle. There's too many crazy drivers out there. Yeah, they're really hard. Yeah. Yeah, nobody pays attention. Nobody pays attention. No. And that's a sad thing. I've lost too many friends, you know, sadly, you know. Yeah. This um, our babysitter actually her softball coach. Um, he was in a really bad motorcycle accident like two days ago, and he's on like um, he's in really bad shape. He broke all his ribs or something, and they were doing like a whole fundraiser thing for him. He's in the hospital now, but this just happened like two days ago. Somebody hit him, wasn't looking, paying attention, you know. Yeah, Sad. And that's a, that's about the motorcycles is you know people just can't see you sometimes and that's the reason why they're so loud mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 but a lot of yeah. times some of the accidents that happen to to motorcycle uh, bikers are from senior citizens because it, it, it's they don't, it's not on purpose it's that they should not be driving and their judgment in terms of pulling out when they're not supposed to is kind of you know, not there like it used to be. And that's we hear a lot of motorcycle accidents happen because of people pulling out, cutting off bikers, and not realizing, um, you know, that they should have waited. And again, I have to say, a lot of them are, are, are older people. How about that uh, spinning back elbow that I called out uh, for you uh, a couple of weeks ago at ARW that I did for you? I had to do a little homage to uh devon um so one of devon's moves classic moves in his comeback is that sweet you know spinning back elbow that he does <laughs> in the middle of my comeback i go devon this is for you boom i hit that baby i didn't hit as good as devon did <laughs> but he taught me the secret though he taught me he taught me what to do i can't say it on air because i'd have to charge you but he did tell me the secret to get that spinning elbow just a little uh, bit better. I mean, between that, uh, the flying headbutt off the top rope, uh, and of course the Hulk Hogan leg drop, which is why I basically am having back had back surgery in the first place. All those years of doing that, um, I mean, there was many moves and like the street profit in WWE. He does it, and whatever happens, I remember producing the street profit over there wrestling working with. Um, you know, they would call the match in the back, and I had to know it. And they were like, Yeah, you know, well, Martez will come in, he'll clothesline you, uh, throw you guys out, throw this one out, he'll do the dive. Then the other one comes at me, I'll duck his clothesline, I'll do the deep on spinning elbow. And I'm like, Damn, I got a name for my spinning elbow. <laughs> That's like, and I, like every time I like, because when people see me do it, they're like, Oh, where'd you learn that? I'm like, Devon, like, and they're like, and they like kind of looked at me funny. I was like, Man, you don't ever remember his comeback? Like, come on now. Like, like <laughs> it's, comebacks 20 years. <laughs> it's the sweetest when Devon does it, it's like butter. Like, I, I actually today, before doing this, like, I was watching like his top 10 moves. And of course, you know, that's one of his top 10 moves. But, uh, where yeah, Devon had 10 moves? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he has more. There was, there was a top 20 one, actually. 
But no, nah, I only got time for the 10. Only got time for the 10. Yeah, like Booker T told everybody, the work of the group is <laughs> still in WWE. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. But uh, we've we've taken a lot of your time. I, I have no doubt there are so many stories left to uncover. We're going to have to have you back so you can keep sharing these stories. But I know you have your own podcast. You're online. Where can people check all this stuff out? Uh, you can check me on Instagram, West Briscoe 19. You can check me on Twitter, West Briscoe. And then you can also, also check out the Briscoe and Big Ace show. And then I also have a YouTube channel called The Ventures of Briscoe, where I do vlogs and stuff like that. So I have a bunch of things going on, and there's a bunch of new content that I'm about to post out from surfing to fishing to uh, deep water spear fishing with sharks, all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. That I, do. I do all kinds of wild and crazy activities. Okay, we get it, Wes. You're a man's man. Okay, now. all right. <laughs> Make sure you let us know about that fishing tournament so Devon can make sure he makes it. Definitely. Overseas in the UK, so. Why are you lying? Don't worry about that. What? He's cutting out. What do you say? Don't listen to the redhead over there. She don't know she's talking. Just let me know the date. I'll make sure he's there. And I'll get. I'll make sure Ron calls him too because he can't see. Yeah, I was about to say. I really, really appreciate it. Can't say it. no to Ron. No. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure as always. And I will definitely be talking to you soon. And again, give your best to my to your father and tell him I can't wait to do his podcast um, uh, with him and JBL. And I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, peace, love, and happiness to everybody. Nothing but love. Everyone, stay cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming Bye. on. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye. Oh, okay. Hey, welcome oh, back to Table Talk. Hey. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. he, he, he seems so nice. Picking off, and I was about to pick off. I was like, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not picking off. <laughs> wait, you're going to leave. Okay. What, there, was, um, there was a story that I wanted to talk about. Of course, I forgot what it was. Taylor, do you remember? I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the show. And it had something, I forgot what it was. We saw it on HLN. Uh, um, Amber Heard. It was, it, it was Amber Heard. It was, it was when we were in the car and you said, you said, oh, something about the poop thing. And then I was like, okay, Amber Heard. And you were oh, like, who's that? And I was like, oh. Did you learn all about it? it? Yeah, I, I told him she, he was like, "Wait, she shit on his pillow," and I was oh, like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah." I was like, "Well, are you not I, following that whole trial?" <laughs> Who are you? No, that. <laughs> and like, she admit to it that she did it, and apparently, yeah. she did it as a joke. I guess, like her and her friend, she did it as like a joke, like they were gonna prank Johnny. And let me just take a. Poop on his pillow. I will say this: I'm happy that she got exposed, you know, because she tried to do him dirty, and mm -hmm. meanwhile she was doing dirty and, yeah. and exposed. And the great thing about it is, you know, the the, the media and the thing sometimes they always jump one side on stay on one side, and 
they actually learned the cold track. I haven't been keeping up with it like some people, you know, but <laughs> but from the little bits that I hear, the fans are even turning on her now because they realize she's full of shit. Yeah, they removed her from uh, the Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, they have they first done that, or is it just a petition to do so? I don't know. I read something today that they it was officially done. Like she's removed. She got replaced and everything by another actress. Hmm. Yeah, I heard something about that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that had actually happened. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, it was like the most signed petition on change.org. Wow. Yeah, I know my mom, my mom has been glued to this whole situation and it's, you know, keeping her busy. So I'm okay with it, but that's all I'm getting all day are texts about or TikToks about it. And I'm just, I know me too. It's all I get. My mom does the same thing. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. So she's still in Aquaman too. She's still in it, but they've cut the amount of screen time she's Mm -hmm. in. So she'll be on for less than 10 minutes. Oh, oh, oh. Really good, and and you know, well, okay. I mm-hmm. wanna I wanna put my two cents out there because I do the daily radio show. Somehow we haven't really talked about this on the podcast. We haven't talked about this. Uh, while the media and everybody's rooting for Johnny Depp, people need to realize that they're both trash. Both sides of them are horrible people. Johnny Depp is not innocent here either. Like yeah. Amber is a horrible person. But Johnny Depp also is abusive, so I don't think any side should be glamorized on this. Well, no, but I'm glad though it's not just one side, and he's getting buried. You know, I mean, grant you, no, I don't she's know. Getting buried. It is one side. It's just the flip mm-hmm. side. What do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm lost. What do you mean? Okay, but he's so- what Devon's saying is that it is that it's not pinned on Johnny Depp being like the guy who's the abuser because it's always the guy who's abusing the girl never the girl who's getting at the guy. And she got caught. It's a role reversal, but it is still very one-sided though. Yeah. And if you hear what they've been sharing, what he says even to her, I mean, that's... Oh, it's abusive. Yeah. I mean, the whole cutting of the finger thing gets me too. Oh yeah, she she done threw a bottle at the man's finger and mm-hmm. got a piece of his finger off. That was kind of gross. Throw so a bottle at me, I'm putting your ass to a table. Simple as that. Okay. I mean, I don't play that. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. No, this is gonna be used. I saw I saw a TikTok. I know. Oh, okay. I, I hey, saw I'll, a TikTok. I'll be the first one. Your Honor, I did it. I threw my ass through a table. You're damn right I okay, did. Okay, and it's hell of a truck. This should have a jar of okay. it. I saw a TikTok. I, I was just about to say that that <laughs> the, when she was like, um, I, I don't I don't really remember, but it was like a jar of something. Mm-hmm. And then it pans to Johnny Depp and his attorney, and um he's like a jar, a jar of dirt. <laughs> like, yep, yep. And then that all was the people funny. are just like doing the yeah. Jack Sparrow run. It's it's I mean it's entertaining, funny. if anything. I mean it's yeah sad for everybody. No, it's about money, but, you know. Yeah, it's all about money. It's all yeah. it is. Oh, you said John Depp is a good guy, but I've never heard anything negative about him in the media. I mean, to me, it's pretty evident that he obviously has a little bit of a drinking problem. 
Mm -hmm. um, and like the tapes and stuff. And like, you know, he's even said about how much he drinks and stuff like that and how he would work, you know, all day long doing the shows or the movies and stuff and then come home and drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and in the recordings and stuff that she has, obviously he is drunk and like mm -hmm. majority of them, if not all of them, you know, but my thing as a woman though is like, I don't know. Like why she why did she feel like she needed to record absolutely everything right. if you weren't planning this eventually you know what I'm saying like you shouldn't uh, <laughs> you shouldn't uh, have had to document everything um, unless you were planning to use it for something something you know yeah 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 a I lot of, I mean oh. what no, you say? I know that so well yeah I bet you do yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's so much to it. It doesn't matter if she's planning this or not. He still got inebriated. He's still acted out of line. He was still abusive, mm -hmm. as was mm -hmm. she. It was mm -hmm. just a toxic relationship that did not yeah. benefit either of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Dante points out here he got fired from Pirates and Fantastic Beasts franchises because of her accusations. Yeah. Thing is, also on the exact same trial, he talked about how he never planned on going back to Pirates of the Caribbean anyway. Really? So. It's hard to use that argument, like the Fantastic sure. Beasts, sure. But the Pirates, wasn't he, said, they could pay him $300 million and he won't go back. Wasn't he in the set of filming Pirate 7, though? Um, when you, this happened? Have you seen a Pirate 7? Well, no, but he was getting ready to film it. And then they pulled it. Yeah, they pulled the whole movie, but that's not yeah. his fault. Right. And the whole point of this is that he's suing her for defamation, basically, right? Yeah, because she put out a one-page article, yeah. like the full-page article uh, years ago, talking about how he's an abuser or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he's just trying to get that money back. Right. It's right. a bad and situation. Cleared, but yeah. Just, and then when they talk about it, he's like, well, my island here and then my house here. And we have so many bedrooms and so many bathrooms. And I'm just like, must be nice. And, uh, you know, Daniel points out, uh, he did, Amber did a lot of it for attention. The court psychology said, mm -hmm. uh, psychologist said she had borderline personality disorder, which is fine. But then, you know, she should have gotten help as her right. uh, lover. He should have tried to get her help then. I mean, like, yeah. you can't blame a mental illness for all of the toxicity right they both have yeah. problems that's what i'm saying exactly. and, and i think amber is going to come out looking the worst obviously mm -hmm. and johnny depp's going to be able to get some work pretty quickly i think so you know regardless yeah. of who wins or loses the trial johnny depp's going to be just fine yeah. yeah 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 and she'll be known as amber heard amber heard, <laughs> amber heard the girl that dog stepping on the bee the girl that pooped on the pillow. Shut up, God. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else. Oh, oh yeah, that girl. She pooped on that pillow. I just want to know one. She wiped her ass. After she's done. That's, that's I mean, what helps, though? I, I, mean, you, I didn't even think about videos that. Videos where somebody, somebody poops on the floor or something like that. Just pull their pants up and walk out and them doing it. And it's like, okay, you pooped in somebody's yard or you pooped on the floor in your boss's office or what have you, but yet all you did was pull your up and walk right out. You didn't even wipe your ass. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and hopefully you walked to the bathroom. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're somebody maybe, that's on the maybe floor, maybe she had some wet wipes with her. Maybe she went mobile with it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> She's like, I don't. I'm good, actually. Let's change the subject. No, no. If we're talking about it, we got to talk about it because he asked some fair questions. About we're going really deep right now. What yeah. is what is happening? It's we're going really deep nothing. into some shit. Yeah. Like literally, for real. Literally, yeah. Wait, what? Okay. On that on, on that topic, Taylor, have you ever helped Devon with any pranks? Pranks? Yeah. No. I mean, I pulled pranks on him. Well, yeah, I don't doubt <laughs> like that. simple ones, simple ones. Like I didn't shit on his pillow or nothing, but oh, okay, you know, to, you sure know, you saran wrap the toilet seat so when he goes to pee, you know, the pee goes everywhere. I've done that a couple of okay. times. Nice. Um, so, he didn't go anywhere. I peed on myself. And I remember walking and going, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. There's like a sprinkler around the bathroom. Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> But we've never done any like pranks together. Matthew's 18th birthday, we um filled his car up with balloons. Okay. Right. Like loaded it. He couldn't even get into it. It was loaded with balloons, but nothing like crazy. Um I think uh, Devon gets too serious, like you know, you can't really pull pranks on him like that cuz he'll be ready to fight you or something, you know, like that. My best friend tried to play a prank. She's like, she's texting me, oh, I'm here, like, outside the house. Um, I'm going to play a prank on Devon. I'm going to mess with him or something. And she was, like, knocking on the window and, like, going around the house. And then Devon goes outside, and he's, like, looking for somebody around the house because he thought somebody was trying to get into the house or whatever. He was ready to, like, knock my best friend to the ground. And then I was like, whoa, it's a, it's a joke. He starts it's getting a joke. the table. Yeah, I don't do it. But Anna, you almost got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, Devon. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Have you ever, oh, have you ever gone to like a therapist for that anger, Devon? Come on, man. No. No. And for, mm. right, for, for right reasons why. I'm a very man. But people get me that way. I you want to be labeled as the angry black man, Devon? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, it was Diary of an Angry Black Man. Mm. <laughs> I did want to make a joke earlier. I didn't want to cut Wes off, though. You guys were talking about the motorcycle safety and pulling out. And I was going to ask what the hell Devon knows about pulling out. Uh, <laughs> nothing, obviously. <laughs> oh, that would have been so funny. It's that looks great. great part of that. I've, got, I've got six kids and loving it. And and one of the great things about it is, you know, I, I've, I've had this kid I'm always married. It was never out of wedlock or anything like that. So I was good to go. I, I did what I had to do and procreated. I did exactly what the Bible told me to do. Right, you did. <laughs> when, anybody, when anybody makes jokes about how many kids Devon has, Devon always pulls the Bible card. Like, I'm procreating. This is what the Lord sent me to do. <laughs> exactly. Look. The Hart, the Hart family, they had what, 12 <sighs> kids? Still another Hart, 12 kids. What did that say? Devon what? Uh, it said uh, Tyler Perry's Devon Get the Tables. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Make that movie happen, Devon. Yeah. 
Hey, I wish. Listen, I would love to meet Tyler Perry. If I if I ever met Tyler Perry, had a couple of movies, I'd be gone. Is this is this a real fact? Tony Schiavone has six kids too. He might, he might. I'm, I, I don't know the background. I, I've only met Tony one time, and it was in a car at a um, autograph signing with Bruce Pritchard. Uh, so I don't know Tony that well. I only, like I said, I only met him that one time. He might, but you have uh, Matt Hardy who has four. Kurt Angle, I think, caught up to me. He has six. Um, um, and again, the Von, the Von Erics. How yeah. many? How many did the Von Erics? How many total was the Von Erics? Was it seven oh or eight? God. Yeah, probably. I think all of Matt's was, kids are. All of Matt's what, kids are back to back to back. Yeah, Ruby's a very brave woman for that one, but luckily yeah, she has yeah, all. Yeah, because I got two that are back to back, and I'm like. <laughs> oh my gosh, she doesn't have all boys. The last baby they had was a little girl. Oh, it is oh. a girl. Mm-hmm. Yvonne, mm -hmm. you, uh, you're only one away from matching Sean Kemp, the NBA legend's uh, amount. I think you need to have another one, buddy. No, well, here's the difference. Oh. Kemp, Sean Kemp made like $15 million a year for how many years? And probably more than that. I think they made more than that. And that so... Unless I make Sean Kemp's money back in the NBA, is the only way I would do another one. Besides, like I told Taylor, I want to be able to take a trip around the world. I want to be able to walk around my house and not worry about nothing. Me and my wife just have fun. If we want to, if we want to go into the kitchen, go into the guest room, go in the guest room. We want to go on the couch. My time now. Right. Yeah, Already trying to boot our three and two year old out the house. Damn it! Get you, pack your bags, get it's gone, time. so I can go My naked. Time. Get a job. Let's go. <laughs> the, the, the first time they go to school, I'm like, listen, you need to pack an extra bag for you know stuff like that. You gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yep. Listen, gotta go. What a shame. <laughs> Last thing I got before we uh, we wrap up this episode of Table Talk, it's National Eat What You Want Day. Uh, so screw really? your diet, you know, make today a cheat day if it's not too late. Uh, we'll start with you, Taylor. What's the trashiest food you enjoy? Oh, shoot. A bar pizza at 2 a.m. when the place closes and you nice. eat greasy, greasy pizza, I guess. And I, I think I speak for Devon as well when I say that. Well, that wouldn't um, be my that wouldn't be my choice. But he said trashy is like, you know, obviously if I could eat whatever all day long, I would go for like pasta, hundred percent. Pasta and ice cream, <laughs> peanut butter cups, I'm good, you know. Yeah. But trashiest like that I can think of is that greasy, greasy pizza you get. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Do you know, what would you pick, buddy? Uh, you know what? I'm not a like, like a Big Mac. <laughs> That's good. Okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a huge McDonald's fan because sometimes I can get sick off of it, but I, I love their Big Macs. I think their Big Macs are great. They're quarter pounded with cheese. Every time we get the kids chicken nuggets, it's always like, oh, Big Mac sounds so good. But no, 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 I don't want it. <laughs> no, 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 I just sounds good. Because, you know, now they got, they got the calories on everything. 
even on the drive-through menu. So mm -hmm. I go, yeah, I'll get a Big Mac, and I look at that one thousand thirty calories. I'm like, no, yeah, nope. <laughs> yep. He's one of those people that would like get it, you know, and just smell it, and then like eat a um, carrot or something, you know. Like, <laughs> let me just eat a carrot and pretend I'm eating the Big Mac. Yep. <laughs> nice. Oh, eyes like my daughter does. Oh my God. Big Mac. <laughs> Lindsay, what about you? I could eat Taco Bell all day long if I could. If my stomach agreed. Oh my uh, gosh. I think if everybody. How does the butthole feel? Cause... It's fine. It's, you know, it's fine. Wait, don't lie. No, what it's fine. Who place makes the quesadilla one? Is that Taco, Taco Bell? Mm -hmm. The, which one? The quesadilla. Quesadillas. Like. Yeah. Oh, they make quesadillas. They make. Is Taco Bell. I've never tried that, so a little pizza. It's so good on TV, and of mm -hmm. course, go there and get it. it. Looks nothing like they they advertise on TV. What you do you get? For me, me, I yeah. get tacos like three taco supremes. So I get it for my dad. When I was younger, my dad, when we went on road trips, he'd sit there, he'd order like ten tacos, and he'd just eat them and then get all over the place. And he'd be like, "You want a taco?" I'm like, "Okay." I don't know something about Taco Bell. I don't know. I mean, I have to be in the mood for it. He had to live in the bathroom. My dad, yeah, you know, he was never around. <laughs> I bet. Huh. I bet. It's all coming together. Actually, he might still be in the bathroom. Actually, right <laughs> you know, I haven't heard from him in a few weeks. Um, is he okay? But uh, no, it's the or the the Dorito Crunch ones. Yeah, those are good. And um, those nachos and cheese are good. Uh, hmm. Maybe it's easier for you to name cinnamon the whole menu. Cinnamon twists are good. Uh, let's see. The Have you ever seen cinnamon twists made? No. They no. look like pasta shells. They're hard really? little twirly pasta shells. And they're like cooking the pasta. They put it in the grease and it's in there for like 30 seconds. And then they puff up to, so I love cinnamon twist too, but like it's Magic. weird because it's, it looks like a pasta shell. So that's pretty cool. Didn't know that. A little suspicious. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. They taste good. It's fine. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't died yet. <laughs> Dante wants you to know, Devon, you can actually get the Big Mac sauce at the supermarket now. I heard about oh. that. <laughs> but that's now, Taylor. You you familiar with me that that the sauce is for the calories, right? Where's the yeah? The sauce here? is the worst. Where's the, oh, the McDonald's has an app. Okay, let me go ahead and promote it now. <laughs> um, it's the McDonald's app. Okay, and they have rewards and coupons you literally get free food i get free chicken nuggets for the kids all the time they nice. have coupons on the mcdonald's app you get there it That's is it. right there boom you click deals mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. it will show you what deals that you get to pick and you give them a rewards number code and then they type the code in and boom you can get free drinks free fries every friday Boom, free large fry every Friday. Well, yeah, right. but, I, but I don't see a sauce in here, though. I don't see a coupon. For well, they won't the give you a coupon for a side of Mac sauce. That's 30 cents extra. Okay? No, no, no. Okay. At the grocery store. Oh, at the grocery store. Listen. He needs this in his life. Do they have it at Dollar General? Well, I've never <laughs> seen it at Dollar General, but I'll keep my eyes peeled. Don't worry. If somebody's watching who owns a Dollar General or has some type of pull, you might now see it in Dollar General. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. possibly. Dollar General, let me know about them digital coupons. I'll be there Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, have you thought yeah. about Dante's on a roll today? Have you thought about being on extreme couponing? Uh, no, no. Well, we I don't do paper coupons. 
I don't do paper coupons, you know. I I don't with my two children. I don't have time for that. I do that reality do digital TV coupons. money though. Maybe you. It's time for you to make some money. Devon stays home. Yeah. Well, you know, I have other professions that I can do other than that. <laughs> It seems stressful. I've seen like extreme couponing episodes and like, they're like, okay, well, I have 150 coupons for my $700 order here. And like, and, and the total comes down, you know, to like five or $6. But the whole time it's like, they're sweating. They're sweating because they don't know what's about to happen if all these coupons are going to come off or not. So for me, I used the online ones. She did it today. She woke I came from the gym this morning. But I didn't keep on. She comes. She comes and she goes. You have any appointments? Any doctor appointments? Anything like that? I'm like, no. Why? I just want to go 25 minutes away to a Walmart. I was like, what? Okay, what's the problem? I feel like so right now, right now, um, Walmart is having a diaper clearance, clearance, not coupons, not sale, clearance. So and Devon, every Walmart, you're getting older, buddy, you need this. She's just looking out for you. Okay, guys, it's for my children. I don't. Okay. I don't wait. Oh, oh, children. oh, oh Anyway, this Walmart was like a half hour from our house. I drove there um, because I saw online that they had in stock these pull-ups, and the pull-ups were only. Um, from they were down from thirty dollars to six dollars on clearance, and I got I got a bunch of boxes for six dollars from thirty dollars. So think about that: like four boxes equals the price of one. I mean, this McDonald's. That's a lot of diapers. It ain't McDonald's. It's a lot of crap coming from my kids. A lot of crap. It could be in the bed, but it's not. (laughs) Anything that is bought and sold. Taylor will find a discount for. Yeah. Listen. Some money you want around. I mean, no, I mean, I can't begin to tell you the last time I spent a large amount of money on food, grocery, on the grocery bill, because she's the only person I know that can have three hundred dollars worth of stuff walk out of there with eight dollars uh, spent just simply because she, uh, simply because she coupons. It's like. Even the lady at the front is like amazed. <laughs> I went to Walgreens and I keep on at Walgreens um, last week and there was a new cashier. And after she did everything and then my receipt printed, she was looking at my receipt and looking at me like, how did you, how did you just do that? And I, and I was trying to tell her like this is how I did it. These are the coupons. I paid like fifteen dollars, but I made back twenty dollars in like Walgreens cash. So I made money buying diapers and toothpaste. Yeah. Wow. You're like, listen here, kid. You know, you're gonna see me like, around enough. You'll understand that I get what I want around here. All right. <laughs> it, it got so bad at Dollar General that the guy, the guy. Are you on the window? Is your picture on the window? Not allowed in. <gasps> on wow. Dollar General? Wow. Wow. No. The guy at Dollar General who does like the <laughs> stocking, he'll see me in the aisle scanning like the um the uh like laundry soaps and stuff. And a lot of times he's like, Oh, it must be Saturday, you're here again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Saturday. There sure is. What's she gonna do about it? Just saving some money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you should be on that reality TV show. I think you would handle the pressure well. Devon will probably be okay watching the kids. Maybe we'll worry about that later. But maybe not if you can't watch them for a tri- fishing trip. You know, can't can't leave me oh, alone with right. them. So true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll figure something out for you. 
I'm not going to fish. I'm allergic to fish. Damn. You're allergic to fish. So. Come on, we're not at a restaurant. You ain't going to lie. You got something to say. I don't know what I'd say. I don't bother you. I don't bother you. You do bother me. So I'm bothering you. Leave me alone, damn it. I made the guest room your studio. Yes. I did. Doesn't it look nice? It, it looks like wonderful. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I love the city really my dog. City in the background. Yeah. Beautiful. Devon, are you okay? Do you need a, a hug or a nap or something? I a hug and a nap. I took one earlier because I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning. Took a long nap. Mm. Yeah, I did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll let you guys get back to, to fighting or arguing or loving or whatever you guys are, are doing there. Uh, next week, do we, uh, I think we have a uh, first announce for next week, right? Yes, I believe, uh, Big Vito. Big Vito. All oh, well, right. We can confirm that. Um, well, but he de- That's going to be fun. He wants <laughs> to go and um, he was very excited about it. But I know he's having a conflict of interest with his work. So he's going to try scheduling. So he's working on that now. All right. Well, let's hope he's able to make that happen. If not, then uh, more uh, embarrassing stories about Devon from Taylor. Yes. yes.